Chapter 8. What are you doing here? The big question is whether you are going to be able to say a hearty yes to your adventure. Joseph Campbell, American mythologist, author whose books and ideas influenced the making of Star Wars. Getting clear about what your unique purpose is can be the difficulty difference between living a happy, fulfilled life of abundance, choice, and expansiveness, or living in the restrictive veal pin of your own indecision and tired old excuses. A gift, of course, is meant to be given, which is why it's so brutal when we can't figure out what ours is, or when we know what ours is, but we're too lame to act on it. Here we have the perfect gift to share with the world, bursting to be opened, and we keep it sitting there, wrapped tightly in the box, growing old and gathering dust. The waste, the agony. Meanwhile, the joy of giving someone the perfect gift is unparalleled. We all know how it feels, hopping back and forth from foot to foot, wringing our hands, practically peeing our pants, begging them to open it. Open it already! Jesus H. Christ! Here, let me freaking do it! The power of giving is so strong that the excitement and the good feelings are often greater for the giver than the receiver, which is why when you find your calling and your design, you design your life in such a way that you can share your gifts with the world on a consistent basis, you feel like a rock star. When we share what we were brought to give, we are in alignment with our highest, most powerful selves. Most people, however, wander through their lives giving the tasteful candle version of their gifts. You know, they don't show up to the party empty-handed or anything, but they present their somewhat flaccid gift to the world and receive a warm hug and a, oh, you shouldn't have, and return, but they don't knock it out of the park. For example, they get a job doing something they either hate or that's a bit of a yawn, but, you know, it's okay. It affords them a life that covers the basics, as long as they don't get crazy. They do fun stuff, but not as much as they like because, frankly, they don't have the money or the time or the belief that they deserve it. They have little victories here and there. They meet their sales quota. They win the six-day cruise to the Bahamas. They rack up enough miles to go stay with their aunt and see the Olympics or finally sit down and write an entire song that they may or may not ever record or perform that they never truly go for it. They never create a life that really lights them up. They're basically big snoozing their life away. Every single person is born with unique and valuable gifts to share with the world. And once we figure out what ours are and decide to live our lives, putting them to use, that's when and only when the real party begins. Living a life on purpose is available to everyone. If you're struggling or settling or completely confused about what you're supposed to do with your life, know that the answer is already there. It's already here. It exists. And so does the life you can't wait to create. You just need some clarity. There are entire books written on finding your calling, some of the best of which I share at the resources section of the back of this book on my website. But the following are a few of my favorite tips. Keep in mind, there's no right way to go about this. Everyone's journey is unique, and we're all trying to get to the same place, the place where we feel happiest, alive, and most like ourselves. Even if you've nailed the perfect career for yourself, read on, because these tips can help you in all areas of your life. It helps you to get clear about who you are and what your calling is. Be the alien. Imagine you're an alien floating around in outer space and you suddenly swoop down to earth and inhabit your own body. As the alien, everything about this life is new to you. Look around. What do you see? What is this person who you've inhabited so obviously awesome at? What did they do? What do they have the most fun doing? 
What connections do they have? What resources and opportunities are available to them? As the alien, to whom everything is new and exciting, there's nothing at risk. There's no past to lug around. And what you're going to do with this incredible new life that you... What are you going to do with this incredible new life you've stepped into? How are you going to use this new body and this existence to create something fabulous and start something awesome right now? This exercise is hugely helpful for getting new perspective and stepping outside your boring-ass rut of tired excuses and lame habits. It can also be very useful in making you aware of all the staggering possibilities and resources at your fingertips that you take for granted and don't see. Sometimes it's as simple as looking at things with new eyes to see how astoundingly fortunate we are. Be the alien for 24 hours and see what you come up with. Two, take the first right step. Instead of wasting hours and days trying to figure out your next perfect move, just do something already. Oh, the time we waste rolling ideas around in our head, imagining what ifs, coming up with perfect reasons why and the perfect reasons why not, tearing at our cuticles, making our friends and families carefully screen their calls in case it's us again, wanting to come over with the ideas. Get out of your head. Take some action. You don't have to know exactly what's going on to take action. You just need to start with one thing that feels right and keep following that right feeling and see where it leads. Most answers reveal themselves through doing, not thinking. When I was discovering my calling as a coach, ironically, in the midst of a lifelong obsession with figuring out what the hell my purpose was. Oh, when I discovered my calling as a coach, I was ironically in the midst of a lifelong obsession with figuring out what the hell my purpose was. While I was always knew that writing would be a part of it, I also knew I wasn't meant to spend my life locked away in a silent room alone, half crazed, wrestling with words into submission. I wanted something that involved interacting with other people. B, helped me in some sort of direct way. C, was really fun. And D, forced me to bathe and dress and leave my house. That's about all I had to go on. That and my intense desire to figure out, figure this out. So when a friend told me I should check out a women's entrepreneurial think tank group that had just started, I figured, I'll go. We're all supposed to bring a project to work on, but I had nothing. Just the hope that I get some ideas. After sitting there for four weeks watching this room full of women figure out what they love to do and turning their brilliant ideas into businesses and grow the businesses they already had, I still had no project. But I did know what I wanted to do. I went up and asked the facilitator if she needed any help, and she did. She hired me, and I started leading these groups, which, after a few years, led me to starting my own coaching practice, which led me to working with clients all over the world, which led to me sitting in the kitchen counter writing this book. And no matter how clueless you may feel right now, pay attention to suggestions and opportunities that suddenly present themselves. And notice how you feel. Is there something for you that, whatever reason, feels like it might be a good idea to check out? What have you been saying forever that you'd love to do? Has someone mentioned a course or a teacher or a book that keeps sticking out in your mind? Take the first steps in the direction towards something that feels right. See where it leads. Just do it now. Three. Do your best wherever you're at. Once you take this first step, it's possible that you won't land in your dream situation right away. You might land on some stepping stone. It could be an awesome stepping stone. It could be the kind of an unpleasant stepping stone. But no matter your first step, where your first step lands you, you want to keep moving forward. Appreciate where you are instead of feeling ashamed or grouchy or impatient. Everything you do along your journey contributes to where you're going. 
Let's say you've decided that you're going after your fantasy of being a rock star and you take a job waiting tables so you have the flexibility to travel and play gigs and go into the studio. Clearly, your calling is playing music, not being concerned with some whiny customer's French onion soup that is allegedly too cold. But it's essential that you care anyway. Having a good attitude and being grateful for all the things that you are helping for all the things that you are helping your life live the dream that will not only make your life a more pleasant place to be, get you bigger tips, but it will also raise your frequency and attract people and opportunities to you that will take you in a direction that you want to go. This is where really being present in the moment comes in handy. Granted, you may not be on stage in front of a thousand doing a split in the air, but remember that you are going for it. You're bravely moving towards your dream. You're surrounded by unthinkable miracles and opportunities. Lean back, relax, be grateful you're living on purpose, that you're hanging out in a high frequency and that everything you need is zooming towards you. Four, don't reinvent the wheel. Look around and see what other people out there are doing. Whose life makes you totally jealous? What are these people doing that you would love to do too? Who do you think is the coolest person ever? You don't need to invent your ideal life from scratch. You need to just figure out what makes you feel alive. So if someone else is doing sparks your interest, take notice. It could mean that your calling is something in common with theirs. Get specific about the things in their life that turns you on. Is it because they get to travel the world? Is it that they have a solid routine? Is it they have no routine? Is it that they work alone? that they work in the nude, that they get to be outside all day, that they work with their hands, their eyes, their ears, their animals, their spouse. The more specific you are, the easier it will be to create a picture of what you want. Read magazines that interest you. Talk to as many people as you can. Hang out in places where people who share your ideas and interests hang out. Put yourself out there and you never know what you might learn that will inform your next move or that you might meet or whom you might meet that will present you with your next opportunity. Five, don't get caught up in the thunderbolt hype. I think one of the most paralyzing misconceptions that is out there is that we're supposed to have one true calling that comes to us in this mighty flash of soul-defining insight. And while there are people who've always known exactly what they wanted to do, there are a hell of a lot more of us out there who spend our lives, if not our entire lives, wandering around looking under rocks and behind trees going, who are we? Let yourself off the hook if you don't have that one big perfect thing that you know you came here to do. Same goes for finding the one big perfect soulmate, by the way. Feel good about the fact that you'll probably fulfill several callings throughout your life and possibly several relationships. If you think about it, it makes more sense to evolve as you age anyway. When I think about who I was in my 20s compared to who I am now, I can't imagine anything more appealing unappealing than going after some of the things that resonated with me totally back then. Follow what feels good in the moment, every moment, and it will lead you to the most excellent life. Listen to your intuition. If you really want to get in touch with who you are and what you love and who you love to do it with, dedicate some time to tune into this. Tune into your intuition. One of the best ways to do this is to spend five minutes of quiet by yourself every day. We spend the vast majority of our time moving ahead at full speed, both physically and mentally, and we literally bulldoze over the very answers we're seeking because we can't hear them above the dim. When you sit quietly and ask, you get the answer. Eventually, stick with it. Be patient. Wait to hear from your inner guide. We all have the 
you have all the answers you need. You just need to give them a chance to get through to you. Seven, follow your fantasies. Now that I've given you the kinder, gentler way to figure yourself out, I'm going to suggest something you're probably not going to like so much. Jump into the deep end and follow your fantasy. What do you fantasize about when you stare out the window before you go to sleep at night while you're pretending to listen to someone really boring talk? Are you on stage doing stand-up comedy? Are you surrounded by your beautiful children in the coziest, happiest home? Are you being celebrated for building orphanage around the world? Do this exercise as if money is not an issue. Tap into what brings you the greatest joy instead of what you think you need to be doing to survive. Okay, if you had unlimited cash, what would you spend your life doing? Our fantasies are some of the most revealing peoples into who we are and what we think is awesome. And no matter how out there ridiculous it might seem, they mean something to us and usually represent our biggest and best versions of ourselves. Our fantasies are our realities in an excuse-free world. Meanwhile, we'd all be mortified if anyone could read our minds and catch us in the act. I know, it's totally stupid, but I want to sing on Broadway. Well, is it stupid? Somebody out there is doing it, so why not you? Much of the time we pretend that we aren't clear on our calling when what's really going on is we're horrified to face it because it's too big or too impossible and we couldn't make a living at it or it's completely out of the question. But what if you had the audacity to leave your excuses and your shame without waiting to be huge and fabulous behind and really went for it full on anyway? What if you decided to do the most outrageous, exciting thing you ever dared, regardless of what anyone, including your terrified self, thought? That. That would be living. Eight. Love yourself. Like you're the only you there ever was.